Welcome, friends, to the Soul Talk podcast, a show where we explore and uncover the path to the heart, amplifying your conscience. Join me as we meet incredible souls who are in this journey and learn from their experience and different methods that will make you vibrate your heart. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. This is Monica Ramirez, Warrior of Love. And today you're in Soul Talk. And thank you for being here with us. And uh, well, I am a, I am a, my name is, uh, I'm using the Warrior of Love uh, since several years ago. I am an artist of authenticity, which means I am an artist of traditional sense. And I've also helped people to master the art of love. And in Soul Talk, we have always amazing um, guests. And today is not deception. We have a very special guest. And her name is uh, Shannon uh, Cormier. She's a CEO in, I hope I say it right, I Empower Living, a center for transformation works with clients to refuel, heal, grow, and flourish in order to shine their unique shine and, com and, confident and confidently lead the way forward. Mm. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for accepting my invitation for being in Soul Talk. Oh, thank you, Monica, for it, for the invitation. It's an honor to be here with you. Tell us a little bit, what did you do uh, more specifically? Um, well, yeah, so Empowered Living is about shifting from, you know, all the external pressures and um, influences that impact our life and our choices. So, you know, empowerment is often influenced by so many external things like, you know, paycheck and what success is in terms of how it's defined in, in our families and in our society, in our workplaces. Um, and so empowered living is about taking a step back from all those externally defined things and how that influences us. And it's like the internet, right? We have the internet of all kinds of information and, um, you know, things that fuel what we think and is, is important. But then we also have this internet, this inner knowing and this inner knowledge that we often get unplugged from with all the noise of the internet of the world or the external influences of the world. And so empowered living is about shifting from and unplugging from that external um, empowerment or that external influence and really plugging into that internet and inner knowing of, you know, that soul, you know, the, the soul knowing and that soul purpose um, that each of us has. Yes, I, I do agree. There, we are all human beings. We are programmed. Oh, so uh, we uh, we believe what they tell us we we are. Yeah, how we should be happy, how we should act. Yeah, and uh, that's where you get us stuck because we lose ourselves. Right. Exactly. We lose sense of that. If that. Um you know, that unique soul spark that we have within us, right? And each of us has that unique soul spark that makes us who we are, that that defines who and what our soul is all about and the purpose that we've come here to, to fulfill. And so I totally agree. There's so much programming uh, 
I don't know if you know anything about Carolyn Mice. She's a she's a author, teacher um, around spirituality and around you know just um, that kind of spiritual knowing and soul knowing. And she has a she uses an analogy that um, Teresa of Avalon had originally talked about, and it's about that inner castle, right? And so the ground floor is is kind of where we spend a lot of our time and that's where we pick up the programming around you know um or the family belief systems about society's belief systems it's about what the schools that we go to and how they sort of mold and shape our belief systems and our conditioning of how we see the world and how we perceive the world um and and so that has an impact on what we understand to be true for the things around us, but also what we understand to be true about ourselves, right? Like people talk over us in what they see in us, like, oh, you know, you're a good, you're you're a good mechanic. Well, that person might not want anything to do with to be a mechanic, but but because that's what they've been told for so long, then they kind of fall into that track, right? Um, and so the concept of this of this inner castle and the concept behind empowered living it's about about going up in that castle and each layer that you go up in the castle you can look down and see things from a completely different perspective and understanding and as you're going up you're tapping more and more you're unplugging from that conditioned sort of way of seeing and doing and understanding and getting a more clear sense of um, of an inner understanding about who you are, about where you fit in the world, about how you, you know, how you have influence and impact in in your own life and as well as in in the world around you. So I just I really like that analogy of, you know, doing the work of. And you can think of it when you're in a building yourself, like we're on when we're on the ground floor, we can only see what's around us, right? And so that inner work and that plugging into that inner power is about going up, uh, going up the levels. And as you're, if you consider the the difference between the ground floor perspective and the penthouse view, how different that would be, right? And how different understanding you would have about your world and your life um, when you're looking from the penthouse view opposed to the ground floor view. And not only that, uh, we are going to, the people might think, uh, many of us, it took us a lot, uh, many of uh, mm. to believe in ourselves, yes. what we deserve, what are we worth, and so forth, because we let other people evaluate yeah. us. And tell us what we can't have. Yeah. And that's yeah. a very antique programming, but is still effective to this day. And and lots of times without us even realizing it, right? Like mm-hmm. they, they operate under that under the surface without us even being aware that they're there. And and so that yeah, that work is to is that work that we that we do is to help uncover some of those things you know you whether you call it conditioned beliefs beliefs whether you call it 
um, encoded beliefs, you know, where something happened to you when you're young and it got encoded into your, into your, your cognition um, and, and without even realizing it, it just become, it becomes a filter in the decisions that you make and how you show up for yourself and for, and for life, right? Yes. Even without yeah. going to past lives in this life, the majority of human beings will get programmed when we're little. Yes. We become people pleasers when yeah. we're little. We're trying mm -hmm. to please our mom and dad, siblings, teachers, or any authority figure. Yeah. And so that's where so everything started. So, yeah. and then we get lost. We think that's how we sh it should be. Yeah. How do you? Because we don't know any different, right? Yes. We don't know any different. It's, I sometimes I'll use, so I'll use this example. When I was, when I was small, I was, you know, I was very, um, very expressive and very uh um well bold right i was i was just i was where i wore bright colors i was i would say what was on my mind and you know three or four or five year old you know it just out of the mouths of babes right they'll they'll say what they see and say what they say whatever it is that they're thinking and and i was very much that way and and I remember, um, well, with the help of Rosalind, uh, one of my one of my coaches, we kind of went back to figure out what this was. And it was about I was about four years old um, and I was told, don't be bold. Don't be bold. And what that encoded in me was or that encode that message encoded in me. And, and in a four-year-old's mind, I thought, okay, well, I can't, it's not okay to be me. It's not okay to say what I feel. It's not okay to say what I see. It's not okay to be, to, to be seen, right? Yes. And so, you know, follow that through, that encoded message. It's not true, right? Because it was just, it was a message that I got when I was four but it encoded and, and became a conditioned belief within my, within my thinking. And then over time throughout my life, um, it impacted how I showed up because I could, because don't be bold was in the background playing, reminding me it's not okay to shine bright. It's not okay to, be fully heard it's not it's not okay to say what I feel and so how does that impact it impacts the relationships that I that I go in it impacts how I show up for work for my job it impacts how I show up in relationships it impacts how I show up for myself even right and and holding back what it is I truly want to say or what I'm truly feeling because it's not okay to be bold Right. So until until I sort of unearthed that, you know, it, it impacted the clothes I wore. It impacted I would never wear red lipstick because that is just way too bold. Right. And so until I worked with um, Roz, uh, who we mutually know, 
I didn't realize that that was an encoded message impacting my choices that I was making to this present day, even though it was encoded when I was four, right? Yeah, it's just, it's a, it's really interesting and, um, yeah, it's just an interesting complexity of being human <laughs> is understanding how these things get encoded in us. And at the same time, it is so simple and so complicated, so depending on how we want to see it. Yes. And, uh, yeah. but because we have all this, we forgot who we are. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. We yeah. let, uh, everybody gave us our value and yeah. tell us what we should have and what if we shouldn't. Right. I, I was born uh, uh, as the youngest daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh, and my siblings and after eleven years, so my parents were my mother was already thirty seven when I was born, and my dad was eight years older than my mother, so they were already uh, having already enjoying their lives when I came. Yeah. So I I did not had uh my programming was that I was born to take care of them mm. on the last day, and I did not had anything else to do in this world except take care of them. And that was a very hard conflict in, inside of me because I I, I even hate nursery. I yeah. can't sleep a lot because ugh, I can't, you know. And, yeah. and those little programs that we don't, people do not put attention what they're telling to their kids. Yes. They're limiting them. And just to remove those blocks and those programs yeah. are very, very tough. Absolutely. When, but thank God I can see now the new generations that are actually putting more attention what they're teaching their kids. Yes. And giving them the value and saying, hey, I'm proud of you when they're young. And that can make the difference. How do you work with people? Well, it, it really depends on the person, hey? Like, um, everybody is at their is at their own unique place. And so the very first thing is to meet them where they're at. You know, there's no expectation in terms of, you know, you need to be here in order for us to work together because it's, what, what, where is that, right? So just really being able to meet somebody where they're at. And, and because a lot of these programs kind of, like we said, work under the surface that you're not even aware of them really or that they're there. Um, I have a background in mental health that goes back you know, 20 years or so. And, and so one of the big keys, I think, is in our patterns, our tendencies, and our mindset. And so if, if we don't know what the underlying condition or the underlying condition programming might be yet, let's take a look at your, at your behaviors, at your patterns, at your tendencies. And that's going to really help unlock, you know, some of that stuff that's happening under the surface that you might not even be aware of. One of the tools that I like using is, called, is what I call the bare essentials tool. And it, it, it's, it takes the word bear, so B-E-A-R. So the animal, the, the bear, a bear, is very um, habitual in nature. They're, you know, they're, they're, 
if if you put a cabin on the path that they walk, they will not go around that pattern. They will go through that pattern or through that cabin. They they just they get on a on a path and that's what they and that's what they stay on. And isn't that true for humans in so many ways? Like we are often in such an autopilot that we're we're doing today what we did yesterday because that's what we do. We just, you know, we do the same thing, we follow the same path. And so this this bare essentials tool helps us kind of disrupt and get to know what those some of those patterns are because we're often not um, even aware that they're happening. And so when you take the word bear, B-E-A-R, it breaks down to beliefs, influence emotions, emotions impact actions, and actions lead to results. And our results reinforce those beliefs that are happening, often under the surface. And so I'll work with folks by starting with the results, because that's something that's more tangible. We can see it. We can kind of look at it and watch it and, and help break it down. And so, you know, we look at what are some of the results that you're experiencing, whether that be in relationships, whether that be in work, whether that be, you know, at home with family, whether that be with weight or whatever, whatever the result that they want to take a look at we really kind of deep dive into, okay, so what is the results that you're experiencing? Um, and, and really paying attention to some of the details of that. And then we take that step up to, okay, so what are, some, what are the actions you're taking to lead to some of the results? And really getting into like the, the big actions and the, and the little micro actions, like the day-to-day choices that you're making that lead to and create those results that you're experiencing right so if it's if if you know the result that we're looking at happens to be around my bank account is always empty well what are some of the actions that you're taking to lead to those results and so we can look at you know well i i buy five dollar coffees every day um, I go on spending sprees, I don't make enough money. Um, so any of those kinds of actions, kind of really getting into the nitty gritty around, okay, so what are the actions that are creating those results? And then once we kind of have a handle on that, we, we move up the scale into the emotions, right? And so what emotions are you feeling when you when you spend your $5 coffee or when you purchase your $5 coffee, what's the emotion behind wanting and needing that? What's the emotion behind the spending sprees? What's the avoidance or the distraction or the, like whatever the emotional driving force behind those actions and creating those results. And then we go to the belief system. So what are the beliefs? that are supporting this, these emotions. And, and it can be anywhere from, you know, well, money is, you know, um, um, if you have money, you're greedy. If, you know, money's dirty, money's this, money's that, financial freedom's this. All of those belief systems and different sort of program messages that you heard growing up or that you witnessed, you didn't even have to 
somebody didn't even have to tell you. You could have witnessed and overheard your parents talking about it some one day, or you could have, or teachers talking about it one day, and you internalize that as a belief system. And it's now really influencing and pushing those emotions, which are creating the or leading to those actions, which are creating your results. I do agree. The majority of the people they have a mentality of lack of something. So much. And yeah. lack of of fears. Mm-hmm. Fear of not being accepted or not being loved or 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 not giving or the lack of money, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Or lack of uh time or yeah. lack of whatever it is, but those are just beliefs. Yeah. And and like we said earlier, it's usually things that we picked up when we were kids, like our little four-year-old, five-year-old, you know, in that developmental phase of our life up till seven, we were sponges for the things that were around us. And, um, and so, you know, like I said, we, we could have just overheard some conversations or we could have seen a parent struggling over paying bills and and you kind of internalize that oh life is really hard i'm going to struggle like it's it's hard paying bills or it's hard living or whatever like whatever however it got encoded into your thinking and into your brain and 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 then it kind of plays out over your lifetime until you become aware of it right and that's where that's where the magic can happen because once you become aware of it you can start as an adult person. Now you can start questioning, well, is this true? Right. And not in terms from a place of judgment, because I truly believe that everybody does the best they can with what they know at, in, the, in the moment. Right. Um, and so, yes, we picked up those things. Circumstances might not have been positive or good. But we have opportunity now to to just get curious about it, right? Um, you can't go back and change anything, but we can get compassionately curious about about getting to understand it from a different perspective. So you're going from the ground floor of understanding and kind of lifting yourself up and looking at it from a whole different perspective and getting curious. Well, what did it mean as a four-year-old? And is it true now? Is this something that I still that still works for me? And if it's not, then what are some of the options to shift it and change it? Disrupt it and then shift and change it. And at the same time, understand that whatever situation we got into it, and maybe it was a wrong choice according to the society. Yeah. It was perfect and exactly what you were needing to live so you can learn that lesson absolutely but if you observe it like you mentioned if you don't observe it you're going to repeat the same story all over again because you did not observe it right until you actually learn that lesson and that's so hard for people to to see they're so afraid and how do you work with people that are so afraid uh, I have my, my own things, but I would like to know yours. 
How do you yeah. work with people so they can become the observer of the situation they're at? Yeah, so starting small, right? Um, and and yeah, starting small with what they are comfortable with, because I I do feel that once people start, just start to see things from a different perspective, it kind of opens the doorway to okay, what else can I look at, right? Um, and using a lot of analogies, I think I find really helps, right? So you're not um so we can externalize it from us because the more we keep it inside it's it becomes it's much bigger than what it really is on the outside our our minds are incredibly complex machines that can really make things much bigger than what we than what it actually is once we kind of separate it right so that's another tool is just kind of giving it a story and externalizing it and saying, okay, so this is it. You know, this is if, if, you know, if this fear had a name, what would the name be? You know, um, you know, uh, it could be um, Frida, Frida fear. Okay. So Frida fear, what does she look like? What does she sound like? What is she saying? What's her message? And so externalizing it, from the identity piece so that we can actually see it on the outside. And then it's easier to kind of break down and work with because it's you're not internalizing it. You're not internally identifying with it as you, but you're able to kind of set it outside of yourself for a little bit and, and be, again, compassionately curious about understanding what message do you have for me? Like you have been a part of my life to protect me and I get that. But you need to help me understand why. You need to help me understand what what the root is so that we can decide if it's if it's still needed or if it's not. That's also at the same time when we're honoring our emotions. Yeah. Because I do remember in my case, um, many years ago, I tried to hide many of my emotions because it was easier to hide them from everybody else. So like that, I was not vulnerable. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I, of course, I was getting sick. Yeah. And so, or because I was hiding those emotions and I was eating those emotions. So they have to come out in one way or the other as a sickness yep. or a depression or it can come out in any form. Mm. perform in a negative way mm -hmm. and that's the majority of people do not understand that they're provoking that sickness mm. that depression the way they are observing life in the pessimist way or whatever form they're doing it is in a negative way because mm. they're not honoring themselves and okay. i hope our our listeners that the ones are seeing uh, the program right now or later on they can start actually mm -hmm. putting attention to those emotions because that's where it can create their shift. Mm -hmm. See, emotions are, they're normal and natural. Like they're just, it's, it's a part of being human. And, and how I see emotions are, they're not right or wrong. They're not good or bad. They're, they're, it's, it's energy. So the E energy in motion. And, and so, you know, the, anger is not good or bad 
it's an energy of its own of its own right right and so when i i i have the analogy of a of a you know a kettle on the stove right so you put the kettle on the stove and it if you slowly turn up the heat you would think okay nothing's happening i got a handle on this i can handle these emotions right but over time and as things happen in our lives it's like turning up the turning up the dial and turning up the heat and over time the internal pressure from the energy and motion in the pet in the kettle is going to start to build mm -hmm. and over time like you said that that energy has to come up and out one way or another yeah. whether that's outbursts whether that's in in a in disease um, or illness it's going to find a way out you know people get unexplained rashes people you know there's all kinds of ways that those emotions or that energy in motion is going to find a way out because like the kettle on the stove we we have a boiling point that we can no longer suppress or keep under under wraps right and it's going to and that pressure is going to come out one way or another and so finding ways to release some of that pressure is so important um and and there's so many different ways to do that like like all the different ways that you cover with the different speakers you have in in your podcast like there's so many different ways the the thing is to find something that works for you you know and that could be journaling it could be speaking to a counselor it could be working with a coach it can be working with an energy healer it can be working and, and it can be a combination of all kinds of things but it but it it's that conscious choice to recognize that yeah i got some pressure happening here <laughs> and i need to i need to find some release right exercise is a great thing and unfortunately the people when well unfortunately or unfortunately i don't know what it is because i feel like everybody when they finally wake up to what is really happening to them is when they uh touch rock bottom yeah that's when something really drastic happened in their lives yeah wars uh dead or a sickness yeah or a horrible dark night so that's a horrible depression yeah that's the when finally said ah, i need to do something yeah where do i start that's when they thought uh they touch the rock bottom that's when it really they have to make the shift and they're forced to yeah yeah absolutely and some of us have to hit rock bottom a couple times oh yeah <laughs> right Maybe because we <laughs> yeah exactly you know and and it's those one of the greatest lessons i've learned over the last couple of years because i did hit my rock bottom um you know having having lots of different losses um different traumatic events kind of all happen at the same time it I finally hit the bottom and long enough that I listened to say, okay, I need to take a step back here because I, my personality is I'm a striver and I'm a survivor. And so I can, I can hit rock bottom, get myself back up, dust myself back off and then keep going. Right. So this is, this is like my fourth or fifth rock bottom probably. Um, but, but I believe every time we go, uh, we we all gonna have many, many. Oh yes, 
Oh, yeah. Everything we go to the next level. Yeah. Again, we're going to uh, hit there. Yeah. Rock bottom again. So yeah. we can go to the next level. We have a different understanding. We change yeah. our conscience. And every time we're going to go to the next one, it's going to repeat something is going to happen because we have to put attention in something that we've been denying. It yes. doesn't matter what what uh, part of your path you are. Yeah. We're going to hit there again yeah. and again. And well, no, hopefully not with the same mistake. No. Hopefully with something new. <laughs> yeah. And, and like you said, it's all, and it's all different, right? Because we, because the, the greatest thing about, about human being human is that we learn from, you know, we learn. And so just like grief is accumulates, if we don't, if we don't pause and, and work through it, um, we also have that ability to learn. And so when we do hit rock bottom, it's, again we're not hitting the same rock bottom like you said right because we've we've elevated we've leveled we've come up a level we've learned things and so it's it's different each time um but one of my greatest one of my one of my regular coping mechanisms was was to work because it brings me great satisfaction and joy the work that i was doing right and but it also became a really big crutch for me. And so I, I kind of fell into those workaholic patterns and tendencies. And a part of one of the reasons I fell into that was because I was avoiding and I was running away from those things that had been accumulating that I wasn't paying attention to. And so um, this last time that I, that I fell, uh, I often say, I f- like I was flat out, face down with my ass kicked on the arena floor, and it and and it wasn't until I said, okay, instead of just getting up and dusting off, I'm gonna stay here for a little bit, and let that stuff catch up with me. And the greatest lesson and gift that I learned was it was far more exhausting, constantly running trying to stay a little bit ahead of those things that were hiding behind the corner than it, than it was to just pause and stop and work through them. But I will say that at, by this point, I had been to enough rock bottoms to know and to build support systems and strategies around me that it was easier to, to you know, turn around and face some of those things that I was kind of trying to avoid and numb and distract myself from and and not have to turn around and face so it's really important as part of that process of working through those things is making sure you have that support system around you and I truly believe that we're always guided even if we're not putting attention Absolutely. I, I am a workaholic too and every time I'm trying to avoid a problem yeah work more and uh if i when i was younger i used to work 24 hours if i could yeah if but my body is the that's one. why we get along <laughs> i see you <laughs> but my body is the one that stopped me yeah. my guides will send me a flu or send me a temperature or send me something it's like you need to stop and take a few days and you have to think about this or you have to observe yeah. this yeah. and uh, like they force me like you're gonna go to bed and 
you can't do anything in there. You can't work in there. Yeah. So like you're going to be just thinking about this. And that's when I'm like, oh, okay, I need to put attention to this. Yeah. And that's the yeah. only way I actually heal faster. I learned that in the hard way that if I wanted to feel faster for whatever I have, I better put attention. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Right. And that's also, you know, that's also one of the, the gifts of, of paying attention is, is you get to learn your patterns. You get to learn your, your um, like processes and tendencies. Right. So you recognize that, when that flu comes or when that temperature comes, you're like, oh, geez. Okay, I know what this is, right? And you recognize what it is so that you then pause and do the work that you know that you need to do. Whereas, you know, before you might have just worked through it and not even recognize it, right? Yes. I Can I say an, an example that happened to me yeah. or- about work and so forth when I arrived to United States coming from Mexico I I was I did not want to be here so I was sad but I was trying to avoid it so I find a job and start working in the bank mm-hmm. and that was not my ideal job as a creative person and uh, and I was feeling miserable so every time I finished my job and I drive home I cry all the way and before I arrive I clean my face and got down and how's everything everything is great everything is fine and, yeah. you know, and and the next day repeat the same story and uh until i could not hold my uh my my crying in the job and i just start pouring and pouring i was like but i, I did not want it to and, and and my body completely my body was just crying and crying and that's yeah that day like i went to the bathroom and i i asked in front of the mirror like i am miserable here I can't be working here. And I'm just looking at my mirror and looking at my eyes and like, okay, I need to quit now. And that's when I realized, okay, I quit that day. Wow. Because I was, I could not stop crying. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I started realizing, okay, I have to be honor myself. What do I want to do with my life? Because obviously I was not good at doing as a tailor. It was making me being miserable for yeah. a person. And uh, and that's that's just one of the things that can happen. And if we don't yeah. put attention, we go back, we clean our crying, and we go back and work, and we continue being feeling miserable in the same job. Yes. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, thank you for sharing that. Because I, I was similar. Like, And that's that soul those soul whisperings and and for you it wasn't so much a whisper probably <laughs> to say, say I, this, I, this is not I can't do this but but it's I think that's we're in a we're in a phase and place in human history right now where that's happening more and more right and people are getting those those whispers and outright calls to say I can't do this anymore and that that's your soul reaching to you to say this is not there's so much more this is not you right and that's you know and I think the pandemic as horrible as it's been one of the gifts that is it has given us is that the power of pause so it has literally disrupted 
everybody's life. And, and, you know, we're hearing a lot in terms of a fear-based perspective, we're hearing a lot of the great resignation. Everybody's resigning and we have employment crisis issues and, you know, we have staffing crisis. And, but on the flip side of that is like, so many people are waking up. It's, it's such a blessing to have people say, I can't do this anymore. And we're really in a phase of the great reimagination to say, what else is there? There's got to be more to this life than, than just work and, um, you know, existence and survival and autopilot. Because that's what the pandemic offered us is that pause and that space to say, what else could there be? And it, and in creating that space and starting to ask those questions, the soul in so many people has perked up and said, we cannot do this anymore. This is the time. Let's figure something out that aligns more with that in inner net and that inner power to live an empowered life. I do agree. Unfortunately, as human beings, we don't learn from our successes. No. We learn from our failures. And and being, you're very right, in the pandemic, it actually, yes, many people died. Yes. Many people got sick and so forth. And it was very unfortunate for many of us. I lost family. Lots, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. It took us to dig inside of us. Yeah. And uh, many marriage finished. Uh, when yeah. the, the pandemic, because they realized, like, oh my God, I have to be with this guy uh, or this woman. Yeah. For this is not okay. And I, I, I can't stand them. It's <laughs> going to work. Yeah. <laughs> when we're all busy and doing our separate things, everything's okay. But when we're all in the same space for an unknown amount of time, it's not okay. Yes. And the same happened with this, the job. It's like you were working at home. You got putting your hours probably in shorts with a nice uh, top and a makeup, yep. but you didn't have to wear high heels and you were saving a bunch of money in that way. And then suddenly you have to go back to work and you have to now dress up and put high heels and so forth. And like, I don't want to do this anymore. I, or I don't yeah. like my boss. I don't like yeah. my coworkers. So I don't like the kind of job that I was doing. Right. And uh, and yes, you're yeah. right. That brought many changes. Yeah. Every single and right now in the history of the world, it's happening so many things at the same time. So many things. So many changes. In yeah. We knew it was gonna this time it was gonna come. Yeah. But it is hitting us one after another, one after another one. Yeah. World so one. many of the so many of what was considered or what could have been considered you know, the foundational pillars of society are starting to be questioned and crumbling, right? So whether that be some of the, the you know, the religious institutions or um, politics or, um, you know, just the unthinkable has now become a reality where, you know, and, and so that, so in that sh- foundational shakeup people are starting to question also like i want 
I want more meaning. We need to be more purposeful. We need to be more intentional with what we're doing. And so, you know, we are in a phase of the unthinkable and a great awakening from what was into what could be, right? And I, th- I do think that people are starting be- to become more open and and leaning into what possibilities could be. But something that also I noticed that happened in that time, it was not only that, yes, we did have many people that commit suicide in that time. Yeah. We have a lot of depression in that time. And the people became antisocial yeah. at the same time. And that part, we still, I still have friends that they would refuse to go out. Or mm. they're, they're so, they say they're so afraid to get, uh, get Corona or whatever. Yeah. But I believe that it's afraid to be around other people. Yeah. And that part, I still do not know where it's going to end for the, the majority because we got used to two years in lockdown. Yeah. It was too long. And yeah. I don't know how those changes are going to bring for for the planet because yeah. now they're used to Now they decide, I don't want to be around people. Yeah. When as human beings, we have to be. We are wired for connection, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the thing about, about humans. We are tribal in by nature right we survive in tribe we survive in community and to live um in isolation has so many different impacts that we that we don't even probably realize as of yet like i think it's going to come out more and more as we learn more um but but absolutely i totally agree that we're totally we're wired for connection and a part of finding forward and building forward into what we need to define yet as as the new normal because we're not ever going back right and i think that might be part of the part of the fear is is that in between phase of the unknown um and so you know part of the process of finding and building forward is 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 going to be that process of reconnecting and reaching out and and rebuilding what community and tribe and village looks like maybe you need to change friends or husband or jobs or something like that to get comfortable for now the new you yeah it is fine yeah well the the universe continues expanding why not us exactly exactly right and so, yeah, so I, I do believe that because we are creatures in, of, ha- of, of connection, like we are wired for connection. Yes. And, and so part of that process of moving forward is, and it could just be, it could be just be, you know, baby steps. It's one step at a time. And so how can, how can I connect with somebody in a meaningful way? And start with that, right? Something that I don't notice too uh, uh, happening in the 2020 when they started the vaccines, it was the great division. Oh, yes. Worldwide. Yes. And the anti vax with the vax. 
Yeah. And and uh, and the judgments of each part of it because you put the vaccine or because you didn't put the vaccine. Yeah. Way, without respecting the choices of each one of it. Yeah. One and both groups were having fear. Yeah. That we can agree because that's why they put the vaccines or that's why they didn't put the vaccines. That's right. And um, and that created more conflict worldwide. Mm-hmm. Um, there was that more rejection and that more division, and that actually is not helping the human being. And how I don't know, as as coaches, as healers, as uh, people that work in 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 this way with other people, how we are going to manage uh, our clients yeah. without removing our own judgment. Yeah. Of our own choices, back or not back. Yeah. Because if we put our, if we actually talk about what we chose, mm-hmm. we're in a way that people are going to feel judged mm-hmm. by us because there's always the fear of judgments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think part of the process is, again, that's where I think this compassionate curiosity is really helpful right because it's compassionate curiosity over judgment and so um and the and the idea with that is we all have our own choice to make right um and if we look at it from a compassionate curiosity lens then it it accepts that that in you, I see that you made your choices based on what you know and what you understood at the time. But I and and I've based my choices on what I know and what I understood at the time. Neither one is right or wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's what we what we chose to do in the moment that made the most sense for us. Yes. Right. And so, um, whenever I felt myself kind of getting drawn into that drama and that emotional reaction place of, of mostly fear, right? Because that's like one of those, it was, it was drilled into us. Fear was, was one of the leading things that, that, that was used as a tool throughout this whole COVID pandemic thing. And so whenever I felt myself getting drawn into that, I would try and get myself to take a step back and say, okay, I need to go up my castle <laughs> and and see what else is going on here, right? What is influencing me? What is drawing me in? What is what is real for me now, right now? And 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 acknowledging that, you know, somebody else is in their own castle. And I don't know what their story is. I don't know what their um understanding of life is or the understanding of their reality is and so i can't make a decision for them because i don't have access to that and that would not that would be very selfish of you yeah you you try to make a a decision for other people yeah you can't you don't know their story they're in their own castle you're in your own castle yes and and so the decision pieces are are that's not a community thing. Like when we're saying it's we're wired for connection, we're wired for connection to to come together, to support, to flourish, to to you know to thrive, not beat each other up. 
right? That's not community. Um, and so we need to deal with our own stuff and then come together and support each other from a place of flourishing and, and love and acceptance so that we can then bring that forward as part of what we want to create in the future. I don't want a future filled with fear. I don't want a future filled with hate. I don't want a future filled with segregation and people, you know, struggling in the darkness by themselves because they're too scared to reach out. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have a responsibility. We were all born with a soul spark within us to shine. And if we each stepped forward and 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 did what we could to shine brightly, then somebody in the darkness could could see that. And that alone might be helpful for them to to find their path so that that so that they can shine and then become a beacon for the next person. Right. That's what community, that's what connection is about, is that we all have a role to play in this world. And if we're all locked in our own little houses with with our own with just just ourselves, then we're all going to be the darkness is only going to rise. Right? The power is in each of us to step outside, to find that inner spark, to do what we need to do to connect, to flourish, so that we can shine and bring more light to this world. And in doing so, brighten our future, because it's going to take all of us. Nobody can do it for us. Nobody, nobody's leading the way. You know, the governments aren't the ones that have all the answers. We all have the answers by stepping out and shining our own shine that we were that we were meant to bring to this world. And if there ever was a time in the all of human history where we need every single person to step out and shine their unique bright shine, now is the time. We are in the darkest time that we've ever been in human history. And and it's calling to us. It's calling to our soul to say rise. You need to shine. You need to do your thing in this world so that you can bring light to your space so that that inspires and, and encourages others to do it in their space. And across the world, if we all do that, it'll make a huge difference. Yes. And have compassion for your neighbor. Exactly. And each person have compassion for the neighbor. We can create a better world. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful Satan. Shannon, uh, are you going to be teaching a class soon or do you? Very soon. Yeah. I'm going to be um, setting up a group coaching program coming up in May. I'm still working out the, the dates for that, but it is coming up in May and it's called Empowered, Empowered Living. So it's just really about that. It's connecting within, identifying those external things that are that are influencing us. And then plugging into that inner net and bringing out that um, that inner power and that inner shine that that each individual has to to share. If you're hearing this, uh, guys, I highly recommend you to be checking. And we're going to be sharing this information later on in our uh, in, in the same uh, podcast in this episode, so like that you can get a hold on Shannon. And like that, you can sign up for her program. That sounds very interesting. And we all need 
it takes layers because I always believe yeah. there layers over layers and you think you discover all the layers no there is another layer underneath <laughs> always right there's we're always we're always growing and evolving into our into our potential and into our possibilities so there's I like that there's always layers yes like Absolutely. a peeling onion so we're peeling the onion of life that's right yeah. and do you have something else that you would like to add I just want to thank you for the conversation. It's been fantastic, Monica. I really appreciate the opportunity to chat with you and, and your listeners. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening to us. And if this resonates with you, please share it. It may help someone else. You never know. So share it, please. Thank you. Thank you, Shannon. Thank and you. thank you for being in Soul Talk. Thank you for joining me today. I would love to share with you my transformational system, Path to the Heart, that I created just for you. Head over to monicaramireswarrioflove.com and you will find free resources. In there, you can download a masterclass in how to stop being people pleaser and meditations to get you started.